Hi friends, this is the Million Dollar Beauty Biz Podcast, the place to find motivation and inspiration to create and grow a successful beauty business. This podcast is for the multi-passionate. We're going to be discussing topics such as growing your bridal beauty business, YouTube, content creation, mom life, faith, and everything else it takes to be successful in our everyday lives. I believe that small things done daily lead to big, rewarding results. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that the doors have officially reopened to Bridal Beauty Business Academy, my online course. They are open for five days total. It just opened yesterday and it will be open until Saturday, November 5th at midnight. Once the doors close, they will not reopen until sometime next year. So if you're ready to go all in on your bridal business and start making good money doing it, have more time at home with your kids, more time freedom to do whatever you want, build that course, build that YouTube channel, start a podcast, or just have more time for other things that you're passionate about, my bridal business has allowed me to do that, and now I'm teaching others how they can do that as well. If you want to check it out, I'll put it down in the show notes. The link will be down there. You can click it to join. You'll also be getting some of my bonuses inside the course, which include a customizable bridal contract, my customizable bridal booking guide, which helps you save time in your bridal business and book more of the brides that you want to be working with. It also includes my bridal pricing guide ebook, which is going to help you set your rates and figure out what type of brides that you want to be working with and so much more. I've also included 20 plus hair tutorials to show you the skill to create beautiful styles as well as some secrets, tips, tricks, and hacks to help you save time when you're creating bridal styles. So if you want to check that out, again, it'll be down in the show notes. The doors will close at midnight this Saturday, so be sure to join before then if you are wanting to join. All right, I hope to see you inside the Academy. Now let's get into today's episode. Today just might be one of the most vulnerable podcast episodes that I'm going to be doing. Today I'm going to be sharing my story about postpartum anxiety and dealing with anxiety and I'm also going to be giving you some things practical and tactical things that have helped me with my anxiety in hopes that it'll help you as well. My hope and prayer for this podcast today is that I can say everything that I need to say clearly and let it be helpful and that it will just help others and motivate others and possibly help you overcome your anxiety if you are someone who struggles and deals with it. Now, this anxiety affects a lot of people. Everything that I'm about to talk about in this episode is from my own personal experiences and my own personal research. I just have to say that I do not have any sort like form of nutritional background, medical background, or anything like that. So anything that I do say, please do your own research, use your own judgments. Everybody's different. Everybody's bodies are different. We're all just, we're all made and designed differently. So please do your own research, consult your doctor, whatever (laughs) 
you need to do. Do not just take my word for anything that I say in this podcast. So I have personally struggled with anxiety really bad this past year. And I I guess it's considered postpartum anxiety. And apparently postpartum anxiety can happen up to 18 months or more, up to two years, I think, after having a baby. And a lot of us may think, or at least I thought, that postpartum anxiety happens just a couple months after having a baby. But it can actually affect moms way after. Not only does anxiety affect moms, it affects anybody, no matter who you are, what you do. But I've also been doing some research on how it can significantly impact and affect entrepreneurs. I happen to fall into the mom category and being an entrepreneur, so I have the combination of both, (laughs) which probably has compiled over time. I am someone who never struggled with anxiety before having a child. I rarely had it. Stress was a minor thing here and there, but I just really wasn't a stressed person. I really wasn't, didn't have anxiety or anything like that, so It all became very new to me when I did develop anxiety. I believe that it slowly happens over time and then it gets to a point where it really peaks for some people like it did me. Um, There could be many different triggers or things that cause anxiety. Everyone is different. I've been on a journey that I've been trying to discover what is triggering me, what has caused it, what had led me to get to that point. And my daughter did have a seizure when she was six months old, terrified me. I was holding her in my arms when it happened. I was just getting ready to put her to bed at night. And I think that was like the initial start of having really bad anxiety. And it has not never happened since, thank goodness. But, and it was just, it was a febrile seizure. So I don't want to say it was just a febrile seizure because I mean, any kind of seizure is just very scary and traumatic. If you've ever dealt with that, you've seen your child, seen a child, it's just very traumatic to see. Anyways, um, I, since then have, it's just been a slow progression of me developing it more and more. And then it finally got to the point where I started having panic attacks. I think I had panic attacks three like major big ones like three or four times within a period of like two to three weeks the first one I was just had just put my daughter to bed at night and I started feeling really dizzy and lightheaded and I just felt so off and it was something I never felt before I didn't know what was going on I went out in the garage with my husband and I told him I was like I don't feel right I just feel really lightheaded and dizzy And I just felt like I needed to be near him because I just felt like something really bad was about to happen, but I didn't know. And then next thing you know, I just felt like I needed to lay down because I was getting even more lightheaded. Then my body started like shivering, like uncontrollably. And I just felt, and I think my heart started racing. I literally thought I was going to die. And maybe you've experienced that too. And I've had multiple other really bad ones and... I say all this to say that if you have or are dealing with it, or maybe in the future you deal with it, 
you're not alone. A lot of people go through this and anxiety is not forever. And I know when we're going through it and we're in the middle of it, it's really hard to feel like this is not going to be the rest of my life or like I'm going to feel like this forever. And that's not true. It's a season of your life that you're in and it is not forever. And I'm happy to say that I am on the other side of it now, but it doesn't mean that I still don't deal with it. It's just not as bad as it was. And I've done a lot of things to really get to where I am now. And I want to share a lot of these things with you because I feel like they will be helpful for you because a lot of these things were very helpful to me. Now, I will say I feel like I tried a lot of things when I was really struggling and going through it and it just seemed like none of these things were helping. I just felt like I couldn't get that balance down just right. It's really hard because when you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur, when you're working, when you're trying to balance everything, you have to really pick and choose. Sometimes it's, do I choose food today or do I choose my work or And sometimes that's just the reality of life and how it works. But reality is we need food and we need to work and we need to work out. But sometimes it's really hard in our everyday lives to do the balance of everything needed to keep our mental health good, to keep the anxiety levels down and things like that. So from a mom who understands all of that, and if you're someone who is currently dealing with that, the struggle of finding balance. I hope you'll reach out to me. Actually, if you're listening and you're relating to this episode, I would love for you to reach out to me on Instagram at Megan.Lorson and just let me know that this episode is speaking to you. If you're finding it helpful, please take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram, text it to a friend who you think will find it helpful because I truly want this episode to let you know that you're not alone and we're all going through things and we're all dealing with things. And I, I just want as many people to hear this as possible. Um, so I'm going to finish my story real quick, but it, my anxiety got to a point that was so bad where I just felt like I needed to go to the doctor. And I grew up in an environment where it was kind of frowned upon to go to the doctor, to take medicine, anything like that. Um, because I grew up in an atmosphere where it was like, oh, you need to trust God. God can heal you. You don't need to see a doctor. You don't need medicine. God's the only thing you need. And yes, 100%, I believe that you need God in your everyday lives. But sometimes you also need the help of a doctor and medicine. And so I really struggled for a long time with, oh my gosh, do I go to the doctor? Do I not? No, I think I can do this on my own. I think I can I think I can manage it on my own and I finally got to the point where I was like no I need to go to the doctor because I would have a an okay day but then the next day would be horrible and then when I had the okay day or the kind of good day I'd be like okay I think I'm getting better I think I'm finding my sense of balance again and it was just so back and forth for such a long time I was just sick of it so I went to the doctor and told her what was going on She ended up prescribing me some medication. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it, 
but I, I can't remember which one she prescribed. It was a very, very low dose, and she let me know that I could easily get off of it if I wanted to. It was nothing super permanent. It was nothing that was super addictive or anything like that. And I went home that night, and I was able to sleep. So I didn't end up taking anything. I was like, okay, I can sleep. But something inside of me, I just couldn't take the medicine. And again, I have nothing against medicine. Obviously, I went to get help. I went and saw a doctor and told her, I'm struggling with anxiety. What do I do? How can I make this better? I don't want to live my life like this. And I really felt God speak to me. And he wanted to really show me that I can't do this all on my own. And if you're like me, you want to try to do everything on your own. You're independent. You're a go-getter. You're an entrepreneur. You just, you feel like you want to have control. And when you struggle with or deal with anxiety, you don't have control. And so for someone like me that feels like I've lost all control and I just, I can't do anything. I feel like I can't do anything in my power to fix this it's frustrating and then I feel like it made the cycle of anxiety even worse because it's just like a tailspin and you just keep going around and around in circles and God has really been showing me in this season and in this journey of overcoming anxiety that I need him in my life in this season he's also been teaching me how I need to let go let go of certain things that aren't serving me, let go of things that I can't control, and just let go. And when I learned how to do that, it's so freeing. And I really feel like that was the very beginning of my journey with getting overcoming my anxiety. And like I said, I still have it a little bit here and there, but I can sleep now. I, I don't have it as bad as I did, and what I do have now is very, very manageable. So that is my story, and um, I want to share now some things that have also helped me and I think will be able to help you as well. Some of these things are things that you've probably already heard so many times. They're all things that I've heard so many times, but when you're, you're dealing with anxiety and you're really going through it, sometimes you just need that extra push. You need that extra reminder of, oh, yeah, I need to do this to help myself. I need this. So number one is taking vitamins. And I was already, I take a multivitamin every single day, but that wasn't quite enough for me. So I started when I was really dealing with anxiety up to current, I'm still taking these vitamins every single day. In addition to my multivitamin, I'm taking vitamin D, I'm taking magnesium, and I'm taking extra B vitamins. So all three of those vitamins, vitamin D, magnesium, and B vitamin vitamins are very quickly depleted out of your body when your body experiences stress. So it needs more of those vitamins in your body, especially when your body's under a lot of stress. And when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, my body is so depleted of magnesium, vitamin D, and B vitamins probably. 
because when you're dealing with anxiety, your body's under a lot of stress. And so I've been filling my body up with all those vitamins and I can tell a huge difference with that alone. Um, magnesium is also helps to calm your nervous system. So sometimes I'll take a little bit of this in the morning and then I'll even take it at night. Um, if you're just going to pick one or the other, it's pretty effective when you take it at night because it just helps to calm your nervous system and just kind of helps to promote sleep and heart starts to like help you get in that sleep mode. Um, number two is drinking plenty of water. Just make sure that you're getting your daily amount of water in. Um, and then number three, before, post, no, pre-baby, I was lifting weights a lot. Um, five plus days in the gym, lifting heavy weights, never felt better. And I've gotten to the place where I'm able to lift weights again. Um, so that has made me feel so good. I was walking almost daily as I was dealing with anxiety, but honestly, some days I felt like it made it worse because, I don't know, it just, it did. So if you've experienced that, maybe consider lifting weights. Something about lifting weights and breathing through the exercises as you're lifting the weights, it just centers you and it helps to center your breathing and just give oxygen to your body and your body needs the oxygen okay so number four is being outside just getting outside in nature going for a short walk just breathing in the fresh air as often as you can throughout the day this can be very helpful to again get a little bit more vitamin d but just it helps to help you find that sense of balance and this also kind of goes hand in hand with not trying not to overdo it on social media because there's been lots of studies that show looking at screens for a long period of time can really affect your mental health, can really increase anxiety, and I for sure notice that. Like if I'm staring at my laptop most of the day working, if I'm on my phone working, I really feel it at the end of the day, so I try to keep that in mind. It is very challenging because majority of my work is social media now. Whether I'm working with a brand, collaborating, creating YouTube videos, a lot of my work has to do with creating content. So that can be very challenging. But I still try to find breaks throughout the day where I can go outside, get some fresh air, and just breathe in fresh air. Okay, number five is joining Facebook groups. So for me, I joined some Facebook mom groups and I found them really helpful to read through so many other mom stories that are going through things, dealing with things, some a lot worse worse than mine. Um, but a lot of moms are just saying the same thing, which is reassuring and is helpful when you're dealing with something to know that you're not the only one, you're not alone. Lots of other moms and people just like you feel the same way. So that might be very helpful for you as well. All right, number six is making time to go out with friends. Now, this can be really challenging if you are an introvert who also struggles with anxiety. Sometimes when we are experiencing anxiety, it causes to 
want to push people away or not go out anywhere or not see anybody. And I know because I felt this and actually I myself am an introvert. And then there's been, when I was dealing with really bad anxiety, I didn't want to go out anywhere and see people. Like sometimes I felt like, how do I talk to people? I forgot how to talk to people or whatever went through my mind. I just was like, uh, cancel. I can't do that. Or no, I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Make up some kind of excuse. But now I kind of have a regular routine. I'm out with one friend at least once a week. We try to do something weekly with our little babies, get out, have fun with them, have fun with each other, talk to each other about what's going on. Um, She's also an entrepreneur. So we get each other we deal with similar things and it's been so, so helpful. So I really encourage you to, if you're, even if you're not feeling like it, just find somebody that you can just hang, not even like an hour or like FaceTime them, call them and talk to them on the phone, anything like that. It helps. And yes, I know there's a whole thing around how do you find friends? I don't have any friends. Um, so that's a whole nother podcast for another day. I just listened to a Mel Robbins podcast. If you want to check her podcast out, she was talking about why adulting is so, not why adult, um, something about friends and finding friends as adults and how it's hard or whatever. So it was a really good podcast episode. You can go listen to hers on that. Anyways, number seven, eating blueberries and kale. There's been a lot of studies that show how blueberries and kale are really good for anxiety because blueberries have lots of antioxidants in them and then kale I actually just recently um, found out that kale is like one of the only vegetables that has all the minerals that our body needs packed into it so I was like oh wow I need to be eating more kale Um, and then number seven is eating enough calories So for some people, this might not be an issue. For some people, this might be an issue. For me, this is also one of the big triggers that triggered me. I was not eating enough calories in a day. And my doctor told me that when you don't get enough calories in your body, this can also, it can cause low blood sugar levels, which can also feel like anxiety because your body gets shaky and it starts to just want food so it can feel like anxiety when really it's low blood sugar um so this has been a challenge for me in the past months and be you know when I first became a mom because like I said some days it's hard you pick and choose sometimes the anxiety would make me not want to eat it wasn't that I was ever intentionally trying not to eat because I love food and I will eat as much food as I want like (laughs) I just, you would get busy and then the baby needs something constantly. And by the time you got her food ready and give it to her and get your lunch ready, she's already done eating and yelling at you to get out of the, get her out of the high chair. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just made my lunch and your lunch sits there. And then you're just on to the next thing with her and your other kids. And it's just a whole thing. And then you're like, oh, I got to get back to this person. I got to email them. Um, So if you're (laughs) anything, like if you can relate to any of that, Um, That can be a challenging too, but finding ways to get the calories in, whether it's protein shakes, something quick and easy, if that's meal prepping at the beginning of the week, whatever your thing is, 
try to find quick and easy things that you can buy and make so you can eat and make sure you get the right calories in because it's very important that you get the right amount of protein, carbohydrates, and fats in your diet every single day. And then, of course, sleep is huge, which this can definitely be hard when you're struggling with anxiety. Um, for me, I it was always hard for me to fall asleep. Once I was asleep, I could stay asleep, but it could be I had nights where I was literally up all night, just like, oh my gosh, I want to sleep, I need to sleep, but I can't fall asleep. So um, I started starting my routine like earlier in the evening, and I would do things like put my diffuser on with my tea tree oil. I would take melatonin to help get it in my system like way before I was actually going to be going to bed. Um, having a sound machine, just having like a routine before you go to sleep has helped me a lot. But I will say it has been a journey to get to where I am and how I feel now. And my journey has to continue every single day. And I constantly am trying to keep all of these things in balance as best as I can. But um, I knew that developing anxiety was a, it was a journey to get there and it will be and it'll continue to be a journey to continue to keep it out of my life or keep it at a low if that makes sense so I'm very very aware of things that trigger it like not getting enough sleep not eating enough um, so I am very very particular like okay I need to sleep so if I have something going on and people are trying to keep me out late, like some event going on, which I'm never out late. I am in bed every single night at like nine o'clock or earlier. (laughs) I am not a night person at all, but just certain things, I'll just make it a point like, no, I know this is going to trigger me. I know this is going to cause me to do this, this, and this. So I'm going to stay on my schedule. Um, So I'm very particular about that now because I want to feel good and I want to live my life to the maximum potential and I want to have mental clarity and focus and that of course is a big struggle when you are dealing with anxiety because as entrepreneurs as business owners as moms you want to have mental clarity and focus to be present to do the things that you need to do so and then also my last one I have on here is therapy So therapy can be very beneficial to a lot of people. Sometimes we just, especially moms, because for some of us, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, maybe you spend a lot of time with your kids, or maybe you work and then you just go home and you're with your kids, so it's like work, kids, work, kids, but you need that time to really, truly talk about how you feel, talk about what's really going on, like like you're talking to a friend. So that could also be very beneficial for you if you have not tried that. And then it's rinse and repeat. And then you do these things every day and it's you just slowly incorporate them. And for me, it has really helped. And I just continue this journey every single day to improve and get better and better. I hope you guys found this episode helpful. Like I said, this is probably the most vulnerable episode 
that I will ever do. I don't know how you all are going to react to it, but I hope you found it helpful. I hope you feel encouraged, and I hope you feel like you're not alone because you're definitely not. And I hope you will give yourself more grace. And something that I tell myself is I can only do what I can do today. Sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in like, oh man, I still have so much to do and I don't have time for this and like I want to work on this and work on this, but I got to I gotta take care of my kids and I got to, you know, all these things and we start working ourselves up, but I've started telling myself I can only do what I can do today and that's good enough. So tell yourself that more often. You can only do what you can do. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it helpful, encouraging, and I hope you know that you're not alone. And until next time, take action.